Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Oh yeah, there was an absolute rush earlier in the week for any team that was in Victoria to make their way up north. Welcome to The Driver's Seat. My name is Nibs Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Boys, it's been a weird week, hasn't it? Uh, mate, what a shocker! I mean, you know, let's let's we don't want to be all down and serious and this sort of because that's not what our show is all about. But uh, we like to have a bit more fun than that. But you know, very uh, just a terrible situation for Victoria, uh, the people in it, and and uh, the worry and the concern. And then, yes, in our little micro world of motorsport, wow, boy, did they jump to it, Steve and. You know, you wake up one day and you've got to pack your bags and pack the truck and get the hell out of Dodge and potentially not see your family f- until after October, which I just can't fathom. No, same. It's uh, For some families, you'd, you'd probably be stoked. But, um, <laughs> but, oh, wow. but, but families like our family and, yeah, and, no. and a lot of families that are yeah. pretty close, yeah. no, that'd be devastating. And, um, you know, I, I feel for the 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 teams i feel for everyone in victoria to be fair yeah. I, I guess everyone that's done the right thing to be well, honest well here's um, here's here's the uh frustrating thing because obviously we do this show out of SEN in melbourne it goes around uh, australia and there's a lot of supercars teams that are based in melbourne and uh, i first saw the rumblings of this story uh when i was going through the socials and andrew van lewin who does a fantastic job on motorsport.com you can follow him at avl melbourne underscore underline that Melbourne part there because uh, he's also in the same boat that I, that I am and many other Victorians and Victorian motorsport fans are in too. And uh, he joins us now. AVL, thanks for taking a bit of time, mate. And uh, thanks for welcome back to the driver's seat. It's my absolute pleasure. How are you going? It's weird times. It's absolute weird times. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Steve, obviously, uh, up in Queensland, it's it's a bit uh, different there. Living the high life. <laughs> living the high life. Yes, banana benders walking around in the Queensland work boots, which are the double pluggers, of course, and uh, watching the news boys down there of all that you're going through. I mean, you know, we had lockdown in Queensland, of course. There was It was all around the nation, but... To see you guys have to go through it again uh, it must be very difficult. All my family is a Melbourne family, and it must be a very difficult thing to be going through, even though you've already gone through it once before. Um, yeah, look, it's 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 one of those things that I just I think the sort of sense here for the last let's say twenty four hours since the sort of the actual it was made formal that it was going to happen it's just disbelief because yeah we've already done it you know we've sort of been through it mm. and now we've got to go through it again and and I guess the the only the, the difference this time is that at least the rest of the country, things are going fairly well. And if you look at it from a, you know, like you, you talked about sort of the microcosm of motorsport, at least there seems to be, you know, the opportunity for the show to go on, you know? And, and it was so difficult last time to see exactly how it was going to go on or when it was going to go on or how it was going to work. Whereas at least now, thanks to the sacrifice of all the Melbourne teams, the fact they got out of here so quickly, 
and they coordinate that huge effort in a fairly short amount of time, you know, at least that show can go on. So that, that, that's that's some sort of small positive, but it's still a, an enormously sort of crappy situation for, um, for you know, myself and everyone else that's uh, that's down here in the in the cold and the wet that's going to spend the next sort of six weeks um, sitting at home without um, without too many places to go and too much to do. Mate, it's um it's pretty nuts, isn't it, when you think about how little of time they had to not only get the cars ready for um for the for the race meeting, but also, you know, they can't just pack and just get things ready for one meeting. They've got to effectively try to do what they need to do for three, four meetings possibly before we even look like going back, or they even look like going back to Melbourne. So for some of those teams that that race six of those supercar teams that raced out of uh, Victoria before it was closed down. Some have relocated to SMP, to the track. Some, like Kelly Racing, have gone to uh, the Kelly's Mildura Ranch. Um, so it's it's one of those things that um, I, I guess, you know, Lee Holdsworth, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but Lee Holdsworth and Todd Hazelwood, they, they're all praised. You know, everyone's doing what they can and helping each other out to uh, to get through this and, and, you know, to keep the show on the road, so to speak. I guess the, the the toughest thing is, you know, you talked about, is it two races, is it three races, is it five races, is it eight races? Just not knowing that is the hard part, you know, not knowing when the return date is. I'm sure that at some point, you know, they're going to develop a picture of when the team should be able to get back, but we don't know now if Sandown's going to go ahead or whether that's going to be at the bend or is there going to be double-headers in Darwin, is there going to be double-headers everywhere to try and get some racing in sort of during this six-week, uh, you know, at least six-week window of the lockdown here. Um, I guess that that's that's what would be really difficult. Probably the the one thing that will help you would think that in terms of you know parts and this and that, the, you know the freight networks are continuing, so getting stuff from one place to another will be possible. You know teams will be able to access bits and pieces. But I mean I don't know if you guys saw the the video that Kelly Racing put out yesterday, but I mean they were they were sitting around on Monday morning with the engine and gearboxes out of the cars, you know yeah. overhauling that stuff, you know, and suddenly they're going well we have to get this stuff in the car get some wheels on the car and be able to put it in the truck and get out of here. And they got to Mildura at 10 past 12. So, I mean, they really, they really cut it fine. And I think in a lot of cases it was cut, it was cut pretty fine. So, you know, that's, that's an extraordinary thing for these people to go through and to be able to make that decision on the fly that, yeah, okay, I'm comfortable leaving. Uh, you know, I'm comfortable enough to leave having no idea when I'm going to come back. And that's a, uh, that, that's, there's, there, there's, there's an emotional price tag that goes along with that as well, you know. So that's that's something you've really got to uh, consider as well. And I guess what's probably made it tough, if you think about it, it's not just about the drivers. It's about it's about the mechanics. It's about the people that work for the team. That all happened before this lockdown was announced. So there's people that have left their partners that they, you know they've left their partners with children um, that now have to go back to the homeschooling and and just that 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 that's going to be. It's going to be an emotional toll on those guys, and that's it's going to be a tough slog. Even though they won't necessarily be subject to the lockdown, they're going to be feeling it because they've got family going through it. So it really is just an incredibly tough time. I think it's going to be a tough period for um, for those teams that have had to uh, to make that decision to, to to get out of here. And you're right, and I think one of the things that that this whole episode has now shown us is that this is the third iteration of the calendar. Um, and I think we can't sit back now and say that it's definitely going to be, we're going to be here, we're definitely going to be at Sandown, we're definitely going to be there, because things can change 
ever so quickly. And so it throws in many ways uh, the whole championship into, what's the right word? Not disarray, but it makes it very hard to plan. Uncertainty, that's the word. If you're going to go and take your family to go and see the races and you're going to go to the, you can't do any of that sort of, how do you book flights? How do you get anywhere? So even from a crowd perspective, I think it's going to be very hard. I mean, when I was talking to a, a couple of guys from SEN on Monday, AVL, there was talk even that we were going to be bringing SMP forward to this actual weekend, not next yeah. weekend. They were going to bring the whole thing forward. How close did it get to that? I don't know exactly how close. There was definitely a lot of talk. So when Monday was one of those sort of remarkable days to be a journalist where, you know, I started to sort of, you see that the board is going to close. You start to get a couple of messages going, hey, these teams are going to go. But I, just, I didn't believe it. I honestly didn't believe it. And even when I wrote the first story saying, there's this plan in place to relocate these teams today. It was one of the things that I thought, but they won't actually go through with it. Surely, surely there's going to be a hurdle somewhere. Or it would have just taken one driver to go, nah, I'm not comfortable doing that. Or, you know, like someone couldn't find a dog sitter or, you know, something. You just There were so many things that had to fall into place for it to happen. Um, so, you know, I... I I definitely heard that, that there was talk that um, they would try and bring it forward to this week, but I think that was when the idea was to minimise the downtime. And I guess the, the the clearer it became that this was not this was not a one week trip. This wasn't about getting Sydney done. This is about getting a whole heap of races done. The urgency to yeah. actually host a race weekend this you know right now probably faded a little bit because it wasn't about okay, well let's try and get these guys up and back and make sure they're not on the road for too long because they're going to be on the road for a long time. I think if the plan goes ahead, as we sort of all, I think, are hearing that that, that it may need to, to go ahead, it's going to be weeks and weeks and months and who actually knows, you know, with what happens with that September race meeting and that sort of stuff. So I guess the pressure at that point came off trying to get something done this weekend because this is not a short-term proposition. Yeah. Andrew, what about... Um, you know, moving forward and, and thinking forward, there's obviously other categories like, like myself and Matt, Matt here, um, yeah. which run with the ARG side of things too. Um, we were tainted to, to start uh, August 14, 15 at SMP, which was going to be, you know, us and TCR and S5000 and all the main Porsche, Porsche both Porsche categories. Yep. Is there any word there on, on, on that? Because from from, you know, where I'm sitting and looking in my crystal ball, it's going to affect that as well because a lot of those teams in ARG are Melbourne-based. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it will. I don't know exactly how it will, but you'd have to think that at some point, I mean, yeah, there's, there's too much. There's too much of, uh, of, of, there's too many competitors based down here to think that they can just go without them and carry on across those categories. I mean, you look at S5000, for example. I mean, you know, Gary Rogers, that's the, the heartbeat of that whole series, basically. You know, it, it sort of Absolutely. works around that team, and they're and they're down here. So I, I would think that unless there's some drastic changes, and I guess it really depends on what happens with exemptions and that sort of stuff. And what it probably really depends on is just what happens in terms of you know case numbers and 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 the way things track here over the next two or three weeks in terms of um, whether we're heading in a good direction or whether we're heading in a bad direction because that that's going to determine whether people are going to be able to get those exemptions and that stuff for that to go on. But I would imagine that at, you know, at Motorsport Australia HQ and at ARG HQ, there's a fair bit of talk about, well, what's our backup plan here? Because getting yeah. our, getting our teams out of Victoria as soon as that, at that August race meeting in Sydney, 
could well prove um, pretty difficult. Let, can you let's do a doomsday scenario? Let's do it gets out of control again. It's out of control in Victoria, obviously in Melbourne Metro. It gets out of control into Sydney as well. Could you see AVL that all racing, supercars, ARG, club racing, everything? Twenty twenty is just wiped. Wiped. Can you see it? Absolute doomsday. Could you see it get just wiped and shut down, and then let's all play again? Whatever the first round's going to be next year. I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest, absolutely. And maybe that's a little bit of just the sort of cloud of depression that's sort of hanging around the air here at the moment, you know, <laughs> yep. in terms yeah. of like if there is just that, it is doom and gloom. It feels like doom and gloom because we're literally, you know, four hours away from a, from, from lockdown starting again for potentially six weeks. So, mm. um, yeah, for sure. I think what this sort of second wave here or this outbreak here has taught us is that, you know, like, like you were saying before, there's no, there's no guarantees. It was all going so well it was all going in the right direction and you know the the calendar the second version remember that you know we only had a second version of the calendar that wasn't so much to do with what was happening in terms of you know the coronavirus and everything that was more about you know contracts and tv contracts and that sort of stuff it was actually became more feasible to fit the calendar into 2020 because things were going quite well you know Mm -hmm. i reckon there was probably a time in in let's say april where if you if you'd ask someone at Supercars, honestly, if they thought they'd host a race meeting in June, they would have said, absolutely no way. And they yeah. did. So, you know, they, 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 we had the second version of the calendar almost helped by the fact things were going well, but it's just changed so quickly. Yep. It's just changed so quickly, you know, and that's so I think we can't take anything for granted and we can't guarantee anything at this point. It's going to be about... And that's why I, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if we actually see a bit more racing in the next period than perhaps was initially planned. I, I don't know that for sure, but you would think that surely the idea of double headers and that's been discussed because if we want to have enough racing to crown a champion, we probably need to get on with it because you just don't quite yeah. know what's around the corner with this thing. Yeah, that, you, could, that... you could literally, sorry to interrupt, Nimsy, you could literally do, we're doing the second one at Sydney, you could do a double header in Darwin, do a double header in Townsville, don't know about that because it's a street race, but you maybe could be able to do that. Come down to a double header at at Queensland Raceway. Now, all of a sudden, what do you need to do? You get eight rounds or something to, to get, or eight races, so to speak, to get a champion. Then you can have a couple of months break and then go to Bathurst, and Bathurst could be it, and then just put them under, put them under a blanket and let it go until the start of next year. Yeah, I mean, all the other options, you know, the bend is there as well, and it would yeah. sort of appear. There's talk that, you know, the bend will move back into that September that September slot, but you can go there a bit earlier and, and, and host a double header there or, or something as well. I mean, you know, that's sort of quite ideally set up in terms of having hotels and all that sort of stuff at the circuit as well, which makes a big deal. When it comes to convincing state governments that this whole thing's a good idea, having having places of accommodation like that on site makes a big difference because you can sort of create that hub atmosphere. So, you know, there's that option as well. And, that, and that's something that I, I you know, I sort of, I feel like at the moment you could say everything's been, like you could talk about a hub on the moon and it would almost be, it might have been brought up in a meeting somewhere. You know, like there's, almost, there's almost nothing that, that hasn't, you know, you can say, oh, I'm sure I've talked about that. I'm sure I've talked about that because, geez, I bet, like, you know, you wouldn't want to be running the sport right now, would you, really? Like, it would just be an absolute nightmare because all I bet. the country or the state of Victoria. No, no yeah, exactly. Nope. Exactly. I think everything's been on the table at some point. Uh, well, AVL, as you said, we've probably got about, uh, as Vic, uh, anyone in Victoria has probably got about, uh, well, Metro Victoria, I should stress that out, it's probably got about four more hours of, uh, well, how we can live now before we go into lockdown. So we thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, again, um, we 
always on top of uh, things when it comes to ma- breaking motorsport stories. So make sure you follow AVL on Twitter at AVL Melbourne. As he, as I said, Andrew Van Leeuwen, thank you for, once again for being on the driver's seat. It's been great. Thanks, guys. Andrew Van Leeuwen there from motorsport.com. What do you make of that, boys? Uh, look, if there's anyone that's connected in motorsport and is going to get a scoop, it's going to be AVL. He doesn't report on rumour. He only reports on facts. So if you see AVL write it, generally it's going to happen. But we all just look at each other and go, we, we have no idea what's going to happen. All we know right now is there's no one in Victoria from a racing supercars point of view. Super 2 and Super 3 have crossed the border as well. Huge commitment from them. Um we know that SMP is going to start next weekend, or we're going to have. We think it's going to go next weekend. I mean, if any of these Victorian teams, Nimsy and Steve, do a COVID test and any of their internal squad comes positive, good night, see you later. It's all yep. over. Mm. They just they simply won't do it because you know we'll see uh, like an Australian Grand Prix where that one McLaren guy or person tested positive, and that was it. That was it for the Australian Grand Prix. It'll be exactly the same here. So. I, I just guess at the end of the day, boys, we predict that next weekend we're going to have supercar, but um, I don't. Ca- I, I just. I just don't. I just don't think that you can count on anything at the moment. Uh, look, we're we're getting a, a bunch of feedback on the speckle, so we'll take a bit of a break here. Bit of a summer start to the driver's seat this week. <laughs> yeah, no, normally it's pumped up. And you know what? And Stevie J, no pies, no donuts, no dim sims. What have I got? Didn't, he's got a bottle of water. Next yeah. thing you know, you'll be telling me he's wearing a tie. No, no, God, no. no. <laughs> what are they? Last time he wore a, a tie, tie was Peter Brock's funeral, I reckon. <laughs> Look, get on board 0433 98 11 16. We've, uh, we'll get to some of your speckle texts at the moment here on the driver's seat. Plenty to get through. There's a lot of feedback. And we, once again, we do thank uh, AVL for jumping on board. Uh, because like, like he said, this story keeps changing. As the minute goes by, but we'll take a quick break. Back with more of the driver's seat right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company on the driver's seat. A big thank you once again to Andrew Van Leeuwen from motorsport.com for jumping on board. Uh, guys, we've got a couple of stuff on the speckle text. If you'd like to send through a text to you, you can do so very easily. I do once again say, could you add your name to it? Because we'd love to actually give you credit for doing so. 0433981116 is the speckle text number. Um, <laughs> Maybe we just don't read out the ones with no name, Nimsy. That'll make them put their name on it. Well, then How, we, How's that sound? Well, I'm not going to read... Then with, then with, <laughs> oh, bugger. Yeah, then, then, then we're in a bit of froth and bubble aggressive, there. Johnson. No, we just need <laughs> to say, hey, thanks, uh, Arthur. Thanks, old text. mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. from Elwood. Here we go. Uh, well done to everyone. What an amazing effort. Your motorsport fans will be so grateful. Thank you to all the families who are making a sacrifice so their partners can do a job they obviously love so much. Uh, thinking of the drivers and support team now in isolation. Hang in there, guys and girls. Rest up and sure hope these days go super quick. Uh, every other sporting team from multiple coats have done it successfully. Would have thought this would be a no-brainer. Well, that's not as positive as uh, the last two. <laughs> wow, right. Eh? Yeah, There's both sides of the coin. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, here's, here's one. This one's actually got a name to it. Bazza. I just think, sorry, I think it's a bit different, though. I mean, with with football... And obviously, I know the AFL have done it, but you know, you need. I mean, I know there's more to it, but you need football, yeah, effectively. You know what I mean? You you need a um, 
a masseuse and you need, you know. Uh, oh, here goes. No, what's, you the, need, what's the text machine kick off now? No, no, <laughs> no but, but no, they're easy to take with you, right? But then you got a motor car and then you go there and you have a shunt and you got transporters then you got to then you got to get parts in and there's only so many yeah, there's only so much room that you can take stuff in so that that's that's the difference and um you know it's it's just it's not as easy i don't think to just pick up a race team and go um in 12 hours notice you know at the end of the day i don't think but um you know you've got you've got the team managers, and you've got all the teams and drivers. Yeah, sure. Pack your bags, get your stuff like they ha- like they would have had to do. Yeah. And, and, you know, what I'm trying to say too is that the equipment that a supercar team have got to quickly grab is a little bit different to a football team's got to quickly so grab. So here's the th- I, I hear exactly what you're saying, but here's the thing. The AFL did it a week ago. Yeah. They knew this was coming. Mm. There was some discussion somewhere, let me throw the conspiracy hat on, there was some discussion somewhere in the annals and the halls of history that that someone went through to McLaughlin or whatever his name is, Gil McLaughlin, and said, mate, you might want to get your teams the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, we got it Monday. I, I don't understand why that is, Nimsy. Why did the AFL teams get out a week ago and we got out Monday? Like Dave Reynolds and his partner, pack your bags, put your bike, Mick Perkat, Todd Hazelwood, Nick Perkett packed up his ute with his go-kart and his dog and his bike, and he's now up on the border. Well, the, So the, the, I wonder why we only found out, about, or we only acted upon it on Monday. I'll play a devil's advocate here, because until Monday, there was still a green light for anyone from Victoria to go into, into Sydney uh, and into sure. New South Wales, basically. But the difference is, you didn't have, say... Uh, Roland Dane going and saying, "No, no, no! If they're still in Victoria, we're not going to share a, a. We're not going to be on the same racetrack." Whereas you had teams in WA's uh, with their premiers and their borders going and saying, mm-hmm. "No, no, no! If our teams are going to be playing, if our two teams are going to be playing Victorians, mm-hmm. they can't be in Victoria. You've got to get them out there. Otherwise, same deal in Adelaide. Both Adelaide Crows and the Power." Their premier also went and said, "No, no, 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 no! Yeah. If there's going to be Victorians here, we don't." We're, we're very COVID free. So whereas yeah, right. up until up until Monday, everyone's like, look, we'll just get everyone up to Sydney since that's where we can go. But Queensland was the same, wasn't it? Isn't there yeah, uh, like Metricon that they're, yep. they're, they're basing themselves there? I'm yeah, not I sure think who. St- is it St Kilda's at Noosa? Yeah, I St think? Kilda and Carlton are. And Noosa, there's, yeah. there's a couple of teams in Tweed as well in, in New South Wales. So... Oh, just quietly <laughs> going from training in Melbourne to training in Noosa. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 not much of a step hey, up. Hey, boys, I think for the next three months we're going to have to train in <laughs> Noosa in Queensland in midwinter. You would in the outwardly they would have been like, oh, that's terrible. Inward they're going like, you little beauty. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, the, the AFL really had their uh, had their their cards. Force there because it was very much a. It, it's and an many exi- more teams too. Mm. There's there's a lot more teams. Yeah. In, obviously with with the round, how many games they got to play? Way more teams. Yeah, nine rounds uh, in one day. Plus, let's not forget too. That's also nine telecasts that yes. have been promised to Fox Footy too. So I and yep. and all that sort of stuff. But uh, one more on the speckle text machine. This one's an interesting one. This one comes from Ryan. Where is the money tree that's paying for all of this? Such a huge disadvantage to the Vic teams. The three teams in Queensland don't have to make any sacrifices. Uh, Ryan, good, really great question. There is no money tree. It's costing the teams a truckload. Yep. Bottom absolutely. line, it's costing all of these teams, you know, Tickford, Walkinshaw, Andretti United, it is costing them a fortune. 
Kelly Racing. They've gone to Mildura and they're staying on the Kelly Racing or the Kelly Racing. I, I the dare Kelly say, Farm. I dare. I mean, yes, uh, with with regard to common stuff, but I dare say that uh, supercars will be working hard with something somewhere like SMP yeah. to be able to house these teams, um, you know, free of charge or whatever it may be, because you know they're, they're in a good spot to be able to di- not dictate. I shouldn't say it's not the right word, but. Mm. There is going to be three races at Sydney Motorsport Park this year, when mm. you know, which is quite a, a number more than what was was projected to be. So, Especially since they you know, weren't even on the calendar last year. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, they've copped a, they've copped a Boomtown this year, haven't they? Mm. Absolutely, so, three rounds, and so, yeah. I reckon possibly even more than that, just quietly. Yeah, here's yep. a nice one from Kaylee. Just reading, uh, just reading the comments on the issue, and yep, plenty of opinion on what can be done. So, what should be done? In yeah. regards to oh no, I think I think she's responding to like you know well, well uh, you know they've done what they had to if if everyone had such a better idea what could they have done I think oh Kylie's exactly right yeah and what do you do in this instance do you just you lock all of the families and the mechanics and everyone down into one hotel well they do the anyway corner. that's what happened obviously no, I'm saying in, the, in around the corner from their own houses so yeah they don't, yep. I mean you can't do it so Kylie's absolutely right and the teams have done exactly the right thing yeah get out of dodge pack your bags and get out of dodge. And now we're seeing that the New South Wales is that a new hip, is that a new hip name for Melbourne? Get out of Dodge? Is that like? No, I, believe, I, believe, watch... I believe the new one is Victoria for us. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh dear, oh dear, Victoria. Yeah, hey, look, I'm a Melbourne boy. I still think it's the best city in the world. I've been lucky enough to live all around the world, and I reckon Melbourne is the best place in the world. I love right Melbourne now. too. I just don't yeah. like. The cold weather. You like South Melbourne Market Donuts. I just, no, I love the Sims. coffee. I love there's some, you know. Theatre, Stevie J? The, no, I'm not, I'm not so much into the theatre. <laughs> like your musical theatre, do you? No, no, I'm not really into that. Down to Ligon Street for a quiet pasta on a Saturday Last night. Last time I was here was uh, straight to Sandown and then the, the matinee of Jersey Boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a he was a four-time bandit at Cats, let me tell you. We went and saw that My mum went and saw Cats. <laughs> So we have a crack at me here on the show every week because of my history with Melbourne and where I went to school and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Cats, Jersey Boys, Wicked. I went to all of them. Mate, I'm, I love my musical theatre. <laughs> He's a cultured man. He's a very, very I'm, cultured I was, man. I was brought up, not MZ, dragged up. See you, mate. I'll see you later. I'm, out of here. I'm not going to sit next to him. Um, one more on, one more on the uh, speckle text before we take a quick break. If you want to be a part of it, 0433981116 is the number. This one comes from Howie. G'day, Howie. How are we doing? Hey, Howie. <laughs> That's a horrible oh, joke. Oh, where's, where's the drum and cymbal? <laughs> oh, it's, still here. It's, it's still here. Here we go. Here we go. One more. There we go. There we go. Um, he just says, um, I'm sure this is grasping at straws. I think as hard as they may try, this year's series is a non-event. Supercars try their hardest, but it's totally unfair for Victorian teams. I don't know if it's, yeah, don't know if it's completely yeah. unfair. Well, no. I, I, look, Howie's got a point. We, they're not at their home bases. They've yeah. got to travel. And yes, the Queensland teams, Triple Eight and DJRTP, have got all their gear. Team Sydney's, you know, got one jack and a spanner in Sydney. So, you know, they, uh, they've they got their situation sorted out. Look, Howie, you're quite right. It is very difficult for the, the, the Victorian teams. But what do you do? I don't Kaylee's think... right. What do you do? I don't think, like, it won't affect them uh, like you think, especially initially. But the longer it goes on for and the yeah. longer they're away for, it will. Yep. And it's going to depend on what happens with their staff back in Melbourne, obviously under... Uh, under the whole uh, lockdown scenario, mm. I mean, you got to remember they can still 
you know, I don't know whether they're allowed to go into work or not. I don't know, you know, and if they're, I guess, con- if they're not contained in that building as yeah, such, how do you do it? They might have to stay in the building and then be able to do a bit of work and, you know, but a lot of the engineers that don't go away can still design and do stuff. They can still be working that way uh, and it's just going to make the logistics more with regard to But what to if you have a major stuff. shunt? What if you have a major shunt at a Darwin or an SMP? You know SMP? what? I think... Parts trucks are going to have to be yeah, going in and out. They will be, for sure. But I think, and I know DJRTP and Triple Eight have both offered Yeah, they put their uh, hands up. To teams saying, anything you guys need, whatever, yeah. if there's a drum while we're away, we're here to help. You know, knock on our door, we'll... Uh, we'll you know, help you with whatever we can, just not set Will up. Will there be rolling? <laughs> just not set up. Uh, <laughs> Will there be a rolling tax on that? Oh, oh maybe, maybe. A track tax. Yeah. Hey, just quickly, I know we're going to go to a break, Nimsy, but last week uh, Shane Shane texted us uh, that he wanted to see a, a race team trademarked with the number, with the name G-Rouse Racing. Uh, I think if you remember that last week, That's Shane, right, yeah. Um, that was Shane Butler, uh, who I bought my Mustang from, so... He sent me a message and said that was... I hope he gave you a good deal because you're giving him a shout-out. He gave me a great deal. And then Marcus Sakanovic picked it up from Action Towing and whacked it on a truck and he had a drive of it first, probably thrashed the guts out of it, chucked it on a truck oh, and sent it up to would have. I'm yeah. surprised he probably siphoned the fuel probably stripped as well. It. He probably stripped it. <laughs> he probably siphoned the fuel. It's one of your, one of your uh, it, TCM guys, it, isn't he? It come on steelies as well, didn't it? It used to have mags on it, but he took them as well. Good on you, Shane Oss. Feel free to text in any time. Not sure. Don't, please don't sue us for a blasphemy or any form of slander there, Shana. We do appreciate you jumping on board. 0433 98 11 16. If you'd like to jump on board the speckle text, you're listening to the driver's seat. We've got to talk about Formula One, but we'll do it on the other side of this right here on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. And just a reminder too, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the app store featuring podcasts, interviews, and news. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Uh, Here is something that we need to talk about because this happened over the weekend. That's right. Formula One season 2020 finally Finally kicked off after a good five-month hiatus. And wasn't it a kickoff? I mean, you'd almost say, drop the flag now. Done season end. Because you, you guys know that I'm not a massive Formula One fan. I like it. Of course, I love motorsport. But I find it pretty boring most of the time. But that was a sensational race. That was a cool race. That was a cool race. And if we have another thing like that this week, end... I'll be, I'm in, I'm back in, because that was that was awesome. <laughs> Except for Danny Rick. I mean, what an S show that is. Seriously, the thing blows up after six months of on the sidelines again. Oh, probably Ten didn't... of them blew up, I think, or they, nine. They nine, probably nine. Yeah, you're right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I reckon, you know what I reckon they didn't do? They didn't pull the plugs out and drop a bit of oil down the... Uh, down into the cylinder and give them a wind over. They were sitting that long that the balls went rusty and then they just pooped themselves. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> You're a funny bloke. How good was Lando Norris's reaction about copping the, uh, getting the, the podium in third? The few bleeps there going on. So and then he's like, oh, that. maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. What do you say? Maybe I shouldn't celebrate so much. <laughs> oh, he's Super funny. good. Uh, and super good to Setting see. Setting the fastest lap on the last lap of the I race, know, too. Brock-esque. They, uh, they, he, he was obviously given the green light to rip the, uh, the little dial and the engine dial up to full strength and, mm-hmm. and go for that one lap to try to pull that, uh, 
that time back out of Lewis Hamilton, and he mm-hmm. did by two tenths of a second. Just. He pulled one point two seconds or one second in the last lap on him to to gain that. Yeah, it was amazing with Lewis's. Oh, let, let's be honest, Mercedes. It's just going to be a Mercedes uh, show, you know. Like I mean, I know Valtteri won, Lewis didn't. Uh, he was fourth. Mm. Penalties and so. They're the class of the field by a mile. And if they get that, I think it was a gearbox issue from rattling the curbs. If they get that controlled for this weekend, oh. I mean, Valtteri was six seconds up the road after about five laps. They were a second a lap faster so, in race trim. Good night, Irene. And with that DAS system, the new, what is it, dual axle system? Du- that dual axis steering. The dual axis steering that enables them to, to change the toe of the car, the toe On of the, the car. In a straight line to heat the yeah, tyres up. Heat the so tyres up. Yeah. So when you go boring into turn one at a million mile an hour, you know you got heat there. It's taken two years to develop, and they're only allowed to use it this year. It's banned next year. Well, how, how come? Why is it banned? Just, it's unfair. Well, why I mean, waste well, all the time developing it then? Well, no. Well, they only banned it since the it came out, and uh, obviously that that was very tricky the way they did it around the rules. Um, mm. You can't obviously alter suspension geometry, which mm. it doesn't, and it's classified as part of the steering system. So. Um, yeah, but there's big rule changes next year, don't forget, yep. and that will be banned. Red Bull may have it for this weekend, though, they're saying, because they've got their own system, but they didn't apply it, and they were the ones who protested Mercedes-Benz. And, of course they know, did. Yeah, of course. Well, of course you Why wouldn't you? I mean, if that was our domestic championship, you know, I reckon good old Uncle Roland, rich Uncle Roland, wouldn't have stepped in and, and slapped the dock from DJR Team Penske on the wrist and said, hey, what's going on here? There's no, of course they would have. You'd do it every day. You'd do it all day, every day. The reality is a system like that from developed by Mercedes might flow down into their road cars. We always see that with uh, with Formula One. So that may be tech that we see. I don't Does know that why. Does that say you can heat so up your road car tires yeah, before you get I to the know. driveway I'm turn in or something? Saying it might, hey, it might end up on an E63 or a, in an AMG range. I It'll, have no idea. Oh, I need that. That'll make, I'll be able to fire into the Maccas way faster through <laughs> the drive-thru. <laughs> Matty, you, you, I knew that somehow food would make <laughs> its way back into it. Oh, no. But, um, Matty, we last year, and in fact for the past couple of years, you were very much a big champion of Charles Leclerc. And yes. He he sort of uh, well, Mrs. Mack is a bigger champion than Charles Leclerc, Leclerc, but yeah. Yes. But um, when you see a performance like that, I mean, yes, he he came P two because of the penalty, but uh, yeah. uh, ripper drive, wasn't it? Yeah, fantastic drive, yeah. and and all you need to do is look at Vettel, who you know fell off the road a couple of times and got penalties and other bits and pieces. You're right. I mean, that car was a not Dog. bucket. It was a shocker. Mm. Um, slow in a straight line. Pretty good through a corner, I believe, but slow in a straight line. So he drove an unbelievable race, and that's what a good race driver does, boys. They drag a car that shouldn't be on the podium up to the podium, mm. and I think that shows... Uh, I think that shows where his talent lies. Um, I mean, you didn't hear, you didn't hear hide nor hair of Vettel all weekend, did we? No. Not, nothing. Well, well, he didn't even make Q3. No, shocker. So for a great drive from Charles Leclerc, shocker for Dan Ricciardo, and in fact Renault as a whole, that I think he'd be buoyed by seeing how strong McLaren were, because obviously he's going to go there next year. Um, Science is probably thinking, oh God, what have I got myself into? Uh, but again, having said all of that, we race again this weekend. So the, the updates to the Ferrari are apparently being rushed through. So we'll see what happens there. They might be fast again this weekend. They will but have they won't a lot. But they won't be able to fix any of their engine no. power no. issues. No. So that's just... It'll be that's, an aero change if they're going to be an aero change and... 
that engine side of things is going to be down the track. So they're in a they're in a spot of bother. Would you say? Yeah. Would you say? Speaking of being in a spot of bother, would you say Red Bull have a lot of work to do after last weekend? Since both oh. their cars were dunsky. They were great in free practice. Mm. They were brilliant in free practice. They were great in qualifying. I'm just disappointed. I was excited to see what Max could do up there. He was sort of yeah. in, a, in a position there in P2 sitting there. I don't think he was sitting there comfortably, but I think he was there. And, yeah, you had to rag it. And could have pulled off a great win or a great result with that strategy because it, it was obviously very different to, to everybody else. Yeah. And um, we didn't get to see that because on that 13 or 14 or something, it, it – it, Gearbox. I think it was a gearbox or a clutch issue. Uh, looking at looking at him as he rolled around the circuit quite slowly as the thing was basically going. He would around. have had a headache. Did you see his head almost come off his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for a hands device, or it would have flown off off his shoulders. Um, so a lot of gearbox issues. Traditionally, a circuit that's very hard on cars because everyone runs curbs uh, pretty hard, and we saw that uh, with the Mercedes. That's why they were they were just about to rattle the gearboxes yep. off the back of their cars. So uh, they would have all learnt some lessons, Stevie J, yep. and I mean. And it'll be interesting to see how they apply those learnings this coming weekend. What about uh, Hamilton and his mistakes? He uh, he yeah. had that penalty from qualifying where uh, it was Bottas. It was his teammate that went off in front of him on the final run of Q3. Yep. And he kept his boot into it. He didn't improve. He stayed P2, just missed. But they got uh, they got penalty. So later he, on, didn't he? So here's the thing with that. You're right. In Formula One terms, and in fact, in all racing terms, when you see a yellow flag, you are meant to slow up. Are you not? Absolutely. How many times have you and I been on a racetrack behind a safety car where it's a full course yellow, you come in, get the car serviced, you fire back out of pit lane again. Do you not, if, if, if you come out of pit lane at Bathurst and the safety car is, I don't know, at Forest Elbow, you're telling me you don't set a, almost a lap record trying to get round back behind the safety car? No. <laughs> no, mate. You, liar, You are liar, not allowed to do that. You are Johnson. not allowed to do that. You've got to drive cautiously for the incident. Righto. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just looking for the uh, smoke alarms to go off for someone's pants going on fire here. That is <laughs> unbelievable. I'll put my hand up. I've done it. I, you, you go at a million miles an hour to try and Spe- catch up. Not so, so much he didn't, on the he way didn't out. Back um, he didn't back off. No, yeah, he well, because you've got to get some heat in the tyres. But he yeah. didn't back off. He kept his boot up to it. Dan Rick, he lifted. And I think one of the... Uh, I think Perez lifted. Perez think, lifted. Danny Rick uh, lifted. Danny Rick, there was someone else that was yep. with him there. Uh, maybe... Uh, Leclerc maybe was so, but even a lift in a Formula One car that's going to hurt you oh, four tenths of a second. It's going to kill you. Four tenths is out. You, you can't, you can't, you can't lift in a Formula One car. You know where you wouldn't normally. So I, there's, look, it, you know, I actually quite forget. like Hamilton. He kept the boot up it and away he goes. But don't forget that's qualifying. Um, the board was far left. It was a light board. Yes, it was in amongst the dust, and then there was a green flag, literally maybe hundred to two hundred meters past it on the right. Yep. So. Did he see it? Did he not? I don't know. know. You know, but as they said, there is a light that comes up on their steering wheel when there's a yellow sector and that would have come up on his steering wheel. So even though the Bottas went in front of him, it's all automatically generated from the light panel when they push the button at that flag point. So it would have come up on his dash. Mercedes had a good weekend with Red Bull, didn't they? Because Red Bull, I think, also protested that lap as well. 
Well, that's uh, so that was the it was the DAS system and it was the yellow, it was the qualifying lap, which only happened on Sunday morning because mm. they didn't have the vision until Sunday morning. So good on you, Red Bull, you big dobbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the uh, there's just one big global Red Bull conspiracy, which yeah. is like, who's protested today? Has anyone protested? Yeah. No one's protested. What, like, if, at the Dakar like the rally next, we're going to be seeing protests. That's like the kid at school that just goes and dobs on everyone. Yeah, you know, don't you want to just take him out the back of the shelter shed and give him a working over? <laughs> just belt him, and then you know, away you go. Anyway, just when, did just I just when, say that? Just when I was hoping no. that we'd get some form of endorsement by a rather popular <laughs> re- energy drink, doesn't look like it's going to happen. One last one before we get to a break, boys. Uh, this has come through on the speckle text. Just then, rule changes pushed back a year because of COVID. Is that true? Was that what's going on? Yes. Yeah, there was meant yeah. to be a whole raft of changes for 2021, but that's been pushed now to 2022. So the cars that you see now, apart from aero upgrades and stuff like that, that's what we're going to see running next year. And spe- and, and that, which is interesting because when you look at cars like Renault mm-hmm. um, and what's just come out today is it's looked like that uh, Alonso is going to uh, take that seat for the next two years. Mm-hmm. So it's effectively... Fernando will be coming into that race team with a, let's say, we, we don't really know yet because we haven't had too many races to, to see, but an average car, let's say, um, because they're not going to have a new car for next year. It's going to be very interesting because he's not a very patient man. No, not overly. No. So, uh, but, but he will rag every, every, every tenth of a second out of that car, like Danny Rick does, I think. But um, it'll be interesting to see. And it was actually quite good to see Danny Rick's performance against Esteban Ocon, who is actually uh, owned by Mercedes. Yes. Um, or is he now released? I get the feeling Toto released him to go and race for Renault. Toto, I think, is still his manager. Right. So I think there's still ties there. But uh, he's tainted to be very, very good. 22, 23, I think he is. Yep. And Danny Rick gave him an absolute spanking. Yes, he did. Didn't he? So yep, absolutely. very cool. And the final thing, Nimsy, I know we've got to get to a break. Final thing, Racing Point, completely redesigning their cars to look like the last year's Mercedes, and they were fast. Unreliable, but they were fast. So watch Racing Point, I think, over the even, next Even six Jack to Smith, months. I mean, Lance Stroll was uh, <laughs> was going okay. How do you work in a joke? Oh, man alive. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> there we go. He going from Danny Lance Rick. Lance Stroll was fast. From, anyway, we'll push on. Um, F1. <laughs> now, Formula One, as Maddie mentioned, does uh, stay in Austria next week. Uh, then it goes to Hungary as part of an eight-race European swing with the rest of the calendar uncertain amid the pandemic. Some great news there. But anyhow, yeah. we'll, t- we'll take a quick break and come back with the power rankings here on the driver's seat. You are listening to the driver's seat. If you want to be part of the show, very easy to do so. Just jump on board the speckle text. 0433 98 11 is our number before we uh, head off to another break. Let's quickly get to... I lost my train of thought here because we, <laughs> the speckled text has put me off since we've moved segments around. It's thrown me. Anyway, we got to get to this. Simple things. I know. Small minds, but mm-hmm. we got to get to this. This is the Driver's Seat Power Rankings. Now, the Driver's Seat Power Rankings are a best and fairest vote. It's judged by both Matt and Steve after each round, much like the Brownlow Medal in the AFL or the Dally M Medal in the NRL. Matt and Steve give a 3-2-1 vote for the drivers after each round. The rankings after the BP Ultimate Super Sprint. Eight votes to Scott McLaughlin. Six votes to Nick Perkout. Four Four votes to Will Davison. uh, Two votes to Shane Van Gisbergen and Todd Hazelwood. And one vote to Cameron Waters and Lee Holdsworth. Now, this is going to be interesting, boys, because 
Since we're going back to SMP, how much of that form do you reckon will carry over, if any? Um, uh, it should. I mean, there haven't been any fundamental changes to the cars or the track. There might be a temperature change. I think there might even be some change to tyres. From what I'm hearing on okay. the grapevine, I don't okay. exactly know what. Yeah, right. If it's going to be less tyres, if it's going to be different compound, I the don't know. The biggest change that I can see is we're going to be night racing. Yeah. So on Saturday night, I think we're kicking off a 32-lap race at 6.30. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so that's going to make a big change because the track will significantly drop in temperature. Plus, there'll be Super 2 and Super 3 there. So there'll be a lot of rubber on the road. Now, last round, if you remember, we didn't have any supports. It's the circuit, apart from Perth, I would imagine, that has the highest tyre deg in our championship. So it will be interesting to see if that that rubber put down by uh, S3 and S2 and a night race will change the dynamics of the car. So, look, it's going to be a setup thing. Um, biggest thing for me is I just cannot wait until until we see those proper lights. It'll be the first mm. time we've seen a proper light setup um, uh, at a racetrack ever because I think we had a night race at Calder and we had a night race at SMP and Perth, but they were the temporary lights. They weren't yep. the drilled-in lights. So. I think there still might be some... Yeah, one tiny that they're going to bring in final uh, corner maybe, and I think turn two three, right? Okay, possibly um, because I know there was an issue that they had to change a few lights, uh, which are the lights that shine into turn one that then shine into the driver's eyes at turn three because they're, they're driving back towards turn one, if that makes sense. Right. So yes, yeah, so I think they, there's a little bit of a change there. But uh, apart from that, apart from that, the only change I think they should make is they should just make the short track a like joker lap. Imagine that. <laughs> like, like rallycross. Yeah, like one lap out of the race, you can to, do the short track. Imagine that. That'd be wicked. So just for those, okay. at, just for those at home, a joker lap is... Well, a joker lap like... me. Uh, what's a joker Yeah, so a joker lap is like... Where rally cross, you've got a circuit, okay? So say it's a, it, it's a you know two-kilometre circuit or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, one out of those six laps, you've got to do the joker lap. Now, the joker lap may be shorter or longer than the actual track. So it's where it splits off at one point and then it rejoins um, at another point. And um, most of the time, the joker lap's shorter so that, um, you know, if you do the joker lap or if you do you don't do the joker lap and you're right behind someone that's already done the joker lap yeah the last lap you can dive through the joker lap and effectively come out, come out half a second in front go. of him so but imagine doing that at smp you'd be cutting out a whole sector that'd be wicked yeah you and i have both done that short cut through can yep. you imagine coming around corporate hill diving into Turn the right eight. hander yep. and another car comes hauling back over the hill right at you through your <laughs> that'd door be perfect imagine if you'd spun and you copped a supercar through the door. It's <laughs> not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but, but I Jesus, thought it would be, it'd be funny. Yeah. It'd be very funny. It'll be, Steve would be fine. Remember, he's got cat-like reflexes. Mark Scaife. Yeah, that's does. right. Mark yeah. told me that. Yeah. Uh, how do we? How did you know? How do we know that you got cat-like reflexes? Did you like a drop a donut or something and, and quickly catch it? Oh, it, no, it didn't even hit the ground. Didn't it? Yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> like a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> and not only did I grab it from before it hit the ground, I cut it in half at the same time. There you go. The crispy Cream Ninja, right then and there. But uh, uh, that was the power rankings. <laughs> you are listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Oh. Together, we're building Australia. We'll take a quick break and come back. Ninja. We'll come back with the podium. Is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. 
Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to our mates at Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, and together we are building Australia. Right now, it is time for this. Now on the driver's seat, the podium. That's right, we focus on three talking points from the week, and Matt and Steve will give it a bit of a deep dive. So, lads, let's start off with a P1, a supercars hub. Now, we've seen in other sporting codes to overcome the whole travel bans that limit the games. Um, they've come up with hubs. So we spoke about this just a little bit earlier with the footy teams doing it. So right now there are eight AFL teams spread out over New South Wales and Queensland, along with the Melbourne Storm and the New Zealand Warriors NRL teams, also in hubs. Zero games in Victoria this weekend. So mm. would the supercar season benefit by basing the Victorian teams in a hub and set up like a hub of tracks to complete the season? So like a, a QR, a Bathurst, SMP, the Bend kind of thing. Uh, Dr. Sam, he's put his hand up and said, hey, we're happy for the bend. Well, there's a shock. Uh, can you can you get to the bend? <laughs> yes. And this is how bad yes, I am can. with knowledge. Yes, without can. going through Victoria. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you go down to the bottom of Western New South Wales or straight through Western New South Wales, Northern Territory down into South Australia. Yeah. So, yeah, it can absolutely okay. be done. Uh, we're practically in a hub now. I mm. mean, once everyone's now left Victoria, remembering that 50% of the teams are in Victoria and the 50% are in Queensland with one being in Sydney at SMP, all the Victorian teams are basically hubbing out of SMP as it stands. So unless the coronavirus spreads even further north... Um, I believe Paul Morris put his hand up today to say Norwell uh, yeah. could be a hub yeah, for right, Victorian teams mm-hmm. and they could all get up there and they could all hang out there. So, um, yeah, absolutely. It's a possibility. We just have to wait and see what our friend coronavirus does and uh, how far it spreads and and how bad it is. And uh, that's definitely on the cards, Nimsy. As AVL said, I don't think there's any plan that, uh, like he said, you know, they're probably going to want to, I don't know, let's have Supercars Island or something. <laughs> but uh... Yeah, 100%. That nothing's off. And that's the thing. It changes so quickly. Nothing is off the table. Everything's yep. on the table. And it's all going to be reactionary because you can't plan. So There's a book. I reckon there's a book. Like the driver's book of excuses. There's a book of what to do's and what we can do's. And they're just going to keep... Flicking pages. And put a line happens. through it. Yep. Yep. No, that Next one's not going to work. Next page. Yep. And just keep going, keep going. They're trying their, their damn hardest to make it work. Yes. And Agreed. I think, you know, is it going to continue? Yes, I hope so. But like you said, Manny, earlier in the show, if we do get some sort of uh, setback with a, another a outbreak personnel or, or mm-hmm. in one of the teams mm-hmm. or another or an outbreak in Sydney, mm-hmm. done. It's done and dusted. Yeah, it's all over. Mm. But we'll wait and see. Um, P2 on the podium for today. Midweek racing and NASCAR introduced a few, a few Wednesday and Thursday night races when they restarted the season in May. Should supercars consider a move for midweek racing here? The E-Series on a Wednesday night, very successful. I think Jack Perkins put on his Twitter, he'd rather watch that than Muriel's Wedding or whatever the hell our network's put on <laughs> on a Wednesday night. So, uh, Muriel's Wedding. So midweek racing, what do you reckon? I, was, I watched Deep Impact last night, actually, speaking about... Devastation and extinction oh, right. of the world. Oh, that's what that was, was it? Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, right. And okay. I'm like, uh, yeah. But you know what? Because I've seen other ones. You know, you know, you know what at movies, the end? But... Yeah, no, I know that. But you know, at the end, old Robert Duval, aka Harry Hogg from uh, yeah, yeah. Days of Days Thunder, Thunder, saves the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he ate it. He went straight into the middle of the exactly. So the who's going to do that anyway? Who, who would we put our hand up to do that? Seriously, Roland Dane. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Schwerkot. <laughs> yes. You vote him in. Seriously. Uh, seriously, racing. the only way we could do it would be at SMP because they've got yep. uh, they've got lights now 
and we could maybe do it on a Wednesday night for something a little bit different, but it'd have to be a night race to get a crowd and any kind of TV audience. But sure, why not? Mm. Why not? Uh, last but not least, P3 on the podium. This has been a question that has been asked of a lot of other sporting codes, but I'm going to ask it for our code. Did supercars return too early? I mean, when the dates for motorsports return were announced, there was a pretty sizable difference between when supercars would return, June 27 at SMP, and when other categories, namely the Australian Racing Group, they were going to come back in August. Mm-hmm. So did supercars rush the return of the sport? Nah. No, not at all. No, because if you remember, we had our first round two weeks ago, and basically the country was in relative conditions. Yeah, we're going uh, all right. Pretty much open. We were doing all right. And uh, um, no crowds. And, the, the, you know, it, they really didn't go too heavily into it on the broadcast about the sort of. Uh, things that were undertaken to keep the teams separately, like Jerry, uh, Gary Jacobson, who's a Victorian who drives for a Queensland team. It, all his debriefs were done By Zoom, via mobile phone yeah. and Zoom. Uh, he wasn't allowed to have any interaction with his team. Uh, he was he was just literally, get in the car and drive, mate. Get out of the car. See you later. Um, he was in a different part of the hotel to his team. So they went through a whole bunch of stuff, and we're two weeks down the track now, and there hasn't been any... Any, they were tested on the way in, tested on the way out, tested like a million times, and there was absolutely no cases of it. So I think they did the right thing. They brought it back at the right time, remembering that New South Wales, Queensland, Northern Territory, Western Australia, South Australia, we're all doing pretty good. It's just the unfortunate situation with Victoria. So let's not get too crazy about it. Let's just press on as best we can. But, yeah, no, they didn't bring it back too quickly. I think it was perfect timing. I think they even uh, reshuffled the pit lane, the pit garage. They did. So uh, new, uh, uh, Queensland teams are up one end, Victorian teams are down the other end, uh, and Sydney team right in the middle. Mm. So, yeah, totally. That's Yeah. So so normally you would be in your where you finished in the, the garage team is where you yeah. finish in the team's championship. Mm. But, but, yeah, no, they completely changed all of that as well to make sure that they are all hubbed, that they are all together. So I think mm. they've done a brilliant job, and we get to go racing again next weekend and – uh, we should be fine, hopefully, as long as the spread doesn't come north. One on the speckle text at the moment. This one's from David. Uh, would have At the bend, it would have been a pretty comfortable place with the motel accommodation, but it may as well be in another country on the other side of the world. Why? I guess Dave, not, not a fan of going to Tail and Bend. Jeez, Dave. Uh, have you ever been to Tail and Bend? It's a cracker. It's just over the border. It's a ripper. Um, yes, for the hotel suites too. They're magnificent. Yes, for the Hungry of, Jacks too. Yeah, good on. Yeah, that's your only <laughs> visit to the to that track, I believe. Um, uh, but it is like it does. It takes a little while to get there. It but takes it, a bit to get there from Adelaide. the Adelaide Five Hundred. Yeah, so we and, do that once a year. Yeah, so it why is, not? and it is. And we're going back right there anyway. at the moment. Well, Ten years time, it'll be sensational. I mean, it is sensational now, but it'll be built out. Down. There'll, be, there'll be another city there, basically. Yeah, but at the moment, it does feel like you're in Abu Dhabi. You're in this massively beautiful facility. And well, last no time way. I was there, it was a dust storm coming through. As, so, as, as Dave Reynolds told us, it was like a scene out of The Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, last time I was there in midwinter last year racing, it was minus three when we went to the track yeah. and started the car up. The oil tent was So I can three, see where so. Dave's coming from, I, but it's, it's not the easiest place to get to. It's now. It's not like going to Sandown or going to, you know. I mean, Adelaide's Adelaide. Adelaide's. It's not because it's. He's not talking yeah. about because it's in South Australia. It's because it's you know yeah, an I hour and a half out of Winter, Main City, Phillip Island. Yeah, but there's, I mean, they're all the same. There's more there though. You know, there's more towns mm. there with Benalla and Wangaratta and all that sort of stuff. You know, so I get where he's coming from, but I you know I love the joint too. Yeah, so, great mm. racetrack. Mm.
Uh, oh, look, that was the podium. Like we said, if you want to get in touch, 0433981116. That is the number if you want to jump on board this speckle text. We'll take a quick break. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. It is great to have your company on the driver's seat. Nims Azor with you alongside Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. We do it thanks to our mates at Kubota Building Australia. Uh, remember, if you do want to be a part of the show, very easy to do so. 0433981116 is the speckle text. If you want to catch up on any of our podcasts or interviews, uh, like our one with AVL that we had at the start of the, the first hour, you can do so right now on the driver's seat app. Head to the App Store or Google Play. It's up and running and good to go. Hey, Nimsy. Oh, yeah. the press. Yes. Uh, Alonso confirmed at Renault next year. So talked about today, but confirmed. Uh, just got text messages and emails and stuff. So confirmed Alonso returning to Formula One at Renault, replacing Dan Ricciardo to be teammate with Ocon. There you, so there you go. And the knock-on effect of that, of course, is now does Vettel have a chance anywhere in bit lane? Don't know. Don't think so. Unless Raikkonen pulls out. He's 40 years of age. I think he, I think Vettel's 37-odd, and he might go to Alpha, maybe, Alpha Romeo. Mm. Or well, maybe, what Alonso, about Alpha Tauri? Well, Alonso's 39, so... Yeah, Alonso's 39, but could yeah. maybe maybe someone in Alpha Tauri, could Daniel Kvyat get the Tijuana Brass after a couple of years? They again? Could, <laughs> again. And they could throw Vettel in there. I mean, they he's Red Bull. They do love him. There's talk about there, but they're not going to flick. At this stage, they're not going to flick uh, Crazy Max, mm. are they? Crazy. So, interesting. <laughs> Crazy Max. Crazy Max. No, Max. Uh, anyway, oh, there you go. Sorry oh, to interrupt. Hang on. I do have to play this now. Oh, oh Verstappen no, on the inside of Vettel. They no, have touched. Max. That was inevitable. Oh, oh there we go. Um, <laughs> and they were both mentioned there. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. Righto, guys. It is time now for our Bendix Breaks Big Moments. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Yeah, if you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. We did mention this. It did dominate the start of the program. But, uh, of course, a race to the border on Monday with Tickford Racing, Erebus Motorsport, Walk and Try and Ready United, Team 18, and Kelly Racing packing their suitcases along with Nick Perkett and Todd Hazelwood leaving for New South Wales upon news that the border would close. Got a selection of... Uh, Social media comments from some of the drivers there. Todd Hazelwood said, 2020 continues to get crazier. Never imagined I'd be packing bags and racing to the New South Wales border within the same day. Huge shout out to my BGR race engineer, Tony Woodward, for providing me with a bed and a place to stay for now too. Uh, And his girlfriend, mind you. Yes, that's right. His girlfriend Uh, went with him too. uh, Leaping Lee Holdsworth, leaving home without a return date is strange. Might be weeks, might be months. Some big sacrifices from all the team members so we can keep doing what we love. Uh, Mark Winterbottom, I left Western Sydney 18 years ago. Found out today I'll be living back there again for the near future. Not sure when I'll be back to see my wife and the kids. Could be months, tough times. And last but not least, David Reynolds. Hey, mum, I'm home. Hope you don't mind me staying here for a couple of months. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, all jokes aside, Todd Hazelwood and his girlfriend, no kids. Uh, Lee Holdsworth, wife and kids. Mark Winterbottom, wife and kids. Uh, And a very new kid too. And a very new kid, Dave Reynolds. Uh, no kids, and Tony's gone with him up to uh, up to the border. I think uh, I'm not sure what uh, WAU has done. I assume um, what's his name's come up to the come up to the border as well. But Chazzy Mozzie uh, lives in Queensland, so that's mm. no big deal for him. So it's actually brought. Um, uh, you're uh, Bryce right. Forward, Bryce Forward. I'm trying to say. Uh, Bryce Forward has because uh, he popped up a. Uh, 
a uh, photo on the socials of him looking like a ninja coming, <laughs> making his way down. <laughs> so, uh, but again, yeah. no wife, no kids. Mm. Now, yeah. you know, when you're 18, 21, 22, whatever, to... You know, fire off for a couple of months on a road trip into interstate. No dramas. All good. These guys are professionals. They've got their bikes. They've got their gym equipment. Away they go. When you've got a wife and kids like Frosty and, and uh, Lethal, Lethal? Oh, yeah. hard, 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 hard call. It is hard. Plus all of the engineers and, and mechanic and crew and all that kind of stuff. And they get the same, exactly the same. Boat. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rico yeah. as well. Uh, Rick Kelly. He's uh... Rick Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, I'm not trying to, you know, discount uh, what the Kellys are doing, but the fact that they've actually got like a base nearby in Mildura, like it's familiar surroundings at least for them. Yeah, but not well, for their not, not the farm, not for the, like the engineers and stuff like that. But mm. uh, but yeah, yeah, so yeah. But, but, they just base themselves out of there. So um, you know, it's interesting. it's it's funny, isn't it? You know, you get I've got mates of mine that that race um, as well in other categories, and and they're riding on their socials. I'd rather be locked down in Melbourne than anywhere near Sydney. So it's just <laughs> like it's it's well, it's, we don't go into Sydney, do this radio show doesn't go into Sydney, does no. it? No. Nimsy, yeah, because you you drive down a hill to get into it and drive up a hill to get out of it. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. It's a hole of a joint, and I'd rather be in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> but but like let's like you said, Matt. It, it's I know that there's a lot of people going. Oh, but they they do. You know, they should be treated like everyone else. Why don't they just you know harden up and bloody bloody blah? But it's a bit more than that, considering the fact that uh, I know that Sam Groth, the tennis player, when was announced that the AFL players were going, he says, well, you know, tennis players do it all the time. It's like, that's what you sign up to be as a tennis player. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you know that's coming up. But uh, if, like, Lee Holsworth. When, when it's he, thrust upon you, not even a week correct. away. Not even hour, 24 within hours. hours. Within hours. Yeah. Within hours. You know, if you, on Monday, if you had a doctor's appointment on Wednesday in Melbourne, you weren't going to go. Mm. So, I mean, it was with within hours. And those discussions across the across the, the, the kitchen table wouldn't have been easy discussions. When are you coming home? No idea. How long are you going to be away for? No idea. Do you think you'll come back at any time? No idea. Mm. Can't even visit. So, Simple. Can't even visit. Yeah, things no. like that. So, Imagine no, no. that. That's I mean, crazy, that's, isn't it? That's a, that's a darn hard call to to deal with. You know, and it's not like you with lockdown. We talk about all the time. There's people firing off about having to lock down for 14 days. Well, it's 14 days and you're out. Mm. This could be October until after Bathurst. Let's hope it's not, but it absolutely could be. And that's that's a long time to be away from family, no matter what you do. Whether you're a supercar driver, whether you work on the roads, whether you're a taxi driver, whether you're in the army. I mean, those guys and girls in the service they go away for 12 months at a time. Uh, but it's still not an easy thing to do, and they didn't have much time to prepare for it, let me tell you. Adrian's just sent through on the speckle text. Uh, there was no choice. Supercar super should be applauding their, the drivers for their decisions. Agreed. Uh, yeah, agreed. It just goes to show, yes, we're devoted to our families, but yes, we're devoted to our sport as well. And, you know, we love our sport. We'll do whatever we can to keep it rolling. Um, and and, and you your know, job's your job. Your job's your job. You've got to do it. I mean, if my it. boss, I work in real estate, as you boys know, and if mm. my boss said to me, you've got to go, if you want to keep working for my company, you've got to go and, I don't know, go to... Go up to Darwin for a Sydney. Go, go to yeah. Sydney for yeah. three months, which I, I don't like going to Sydney, but if I had to go to Sydney for three mm. months, I'd sit down with Mrs. Mack and I'd say, I've got to go away for three months for my job. Mm. There's no way that Mrs. Mack or anyone else would say, time to jam it, time to stick it. No. You've got to go. And it's the same with, you know, the motorsport industry is such a cutthroat industry. There was, I know we were talking about earlier on about, very true. about drivers saying, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Mm. You know, there's no way they would do that because as soon as they did that, 
there would be somebody else raring to go in their seat, mm. and that'd be it. So, you know, there's, it's it's a double-edged sword that that they're fighting here, and um, it's it's one of those things that yes, we are passionate about it, but they've got to do it. This is their livelihood. This is their living, and if they don't do it. They will get replaced in a heartbeat. And it's got nothing to do with talent as well, too. As we saw, we've mentioned with Will Davo and 23 Red Racing, they were yep. the team, like we just mentioned in our power rankings. Will was third. And uh, unfortunately, you can't add to that tally. That's just the harsh realities of what we're in at the moment. So, yeah, some very tough decisions, and we do applaud uh, and do thank. We could keep Will up there in the top three for ages if we just give people three, two, and one that aren't on the board yet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Correct. Hey, and you know how we talked about cutthroat boys just then? Uh, big news out of WAU last week with the team co-principal, Teco Nelson, Matty Nelson, after about 20 years yeah, gone. In, in the various iterations of the Holden Racing team and Walkinshaw, gone. Mm. That's how cutthroat that is. See you later, mate. After mm. 20 years, bye-bye. But, uh, yeah, it's it's some very, very tough times at the moment. That was our Bendix Breaks big moment. We'll take a quick break. We've got the race rewind. That is coming up next right here on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat. If you'd like to be a part of the show, very easy to do so. Jump on board the speckle text. 0433 98 11 16 is the number. And as I said, if you want to catch up on any of our interviews, not just from tonight, but from previous nights, even from three years ago, if you just want to hear us recap Winton 2017, you can do so with the driver's seat. <laughs> I don't know why that number came into my head, but there you go. Um, right now, though, it is time for the driver's seat race rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. So while everyone is doing their best to get out of Victoria, I thought we'd uh, wind the clock back just a little bit to one of the last championship rounds for a rather famous track in, well, just on the outskirts of Melbourne, the 2001 Shell Championship Series at Calder Park. This was the final race at the circuit, well, the final round at the circuit. Let's wind back the clock. Race one, round seven away. Johnson, Johnson. makes an excellent yes. start. And Scape gets swapped a little. Morris goes with them. Todd Kelly up on the outside. Scape locks the rears momentarily. Oh, he gives Johnson whoa. a little hit. In fact, it's oh, enough to get up the that. inside. How about that? I understand that Mark Scape has had a stop-go penalty. Now, we'll have to have that confirmed. I can confirm that one, Neil. What he's done is in relation to a driving incident in turn one. He'll have to come in for a stop-go penalty shortly. Well, you can hear the Ford fans... Big Mark Scape, the big raspberry. You can see the dent on the front of the car there. The contact with the shell forward at turn one. Johnson well in control at the moment. Look at that. Big gap back to second. No problems here. 3.6 seconds of the gap. He's blitzed him. Tremendous performance from Stephen Johnson. Dick Johnson very happy with that performance. And boy, he's seen some strength from that team in the last few weekends and the last few outings. So full points there to Johnson. Not a bad uh, day at the office for one, Stephen Johnson in oh, Car Seven. That. <laughs> that was a that was a good one too. Not only did you get whacked by by Scafey, they got a penalty. How good? Yeah, that was that was one. How that, good yeah. is that? Yeah, anytime you can do that, it's uh, it's very cool. And, but it was it was good fun, and I remember. I actually remember though. That that are the good old days, Matty. That the proper race day. You know the funny thing. H pattern gearbox. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was just. The the AU two we we just discussed off air. Then you go, what was that AU? I'm like, yep, there and uh, very cool. Obviously, that was the same year that I won Canberra in two thousand and one. So I had my first yeah. race and round win at Canberra. Then I went on to win that race. I did balls up race three start though, um, and I ended up finishing fourth. Paul Morris. That was a that was the one that Paul Morris won uh, after his big shunt. Same year, I'm pretty with sure Larko? with Larco at, at Oran Park. Park. I was actually at this race. 
Who knew that 20 years later we'd be sitting here doing a radio show together? But oh, I've was, moved I up was, in the world. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually there. I was in the, it was, I think it was a. Well, Were you the, sitting in the Thunderdome by yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was in Bob Jane's corporate box, which is, I mean, let's let's be honest about. Let's be honest Feeding about party Calder. Yep. Let's be honest <laughs> about Calder and the Thunderdome. Thunderdome was sensational, but Calder was never a fabulous place, really, for corporates and that sort of stuff. And uh, Mrs. Mac version one uh, worked for Bob Jane then, and I went to that race. And I remember, I remember it was Mrs. Ca- Mac version one, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the practice wife. Uh, big hi to Jill if you're listening. Um, I remember that because Paul Morris did win it in the Big Kev Commodore. That's it. And uh, Big Kev almost had a, a heart attack. I'm excited. When he won. I'm excited. Remember? God rest his soul, Big Kev. He's, he's gone to the big cleaning house in the sky now, hasn't he? Mm, he has. It, it's what killed fu- him? Do you remember? Was it chemical fumes? Oh, oh I don't know. Oh, Maybe someone can text in uh, on the speckle text. <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh, I'm excited. One, one thing about that, uh, you, you mentioned... Uh, Stevie, that, that, about it being the the good old days of racing, but uh, mm. the in car mm. shots, not the best, but you could really, really see. And I wish we had some video that we could share. In fact, maybe I'll put it on our Facebook page because Scafy was absolutely losing it in the car when he's doing his penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that sounds unusual. Uh, yeah, the funny, those cameras funny because in the old days with the cameras you had to have a helicopter above you basically feeding the signal mm. so every time you went under a bridge it, it cracked the signal for just a second um, Calder has always Nimsy been a very bumpy place and even a good sized bump will throw the camera out and uh, the transmission of the camera out so they weren't great in those days but they're fantastic now and we're very lucky to have race camp, but they were pretty garbagey back in those days mm. but it did give us it did give us that great footage of Scafy doing a nana that he'd uh, been given a, a drive. Was it a drive-thru? Was it, it was a, a stop-go penalty. Stop-go. Yeah. When we had stop-goes, mm. normally it's just a it's just a drive-thru penalty now. Well, he deserved it. He drove into me at turn one and yeah, it was moved a, me wide. It was one hell of a liberatio. You'd never that. do that, would you? And then he had the <laughs> audacity after the race to tell me that he didn't touch me. There was a massive really? dent yeah, on the front crazy. of his car. I'm like, mate... I might, I might be young. I might be young back then. But Scafie was good for that. Remember when Scafie and I think Alan Jones had a fair blow up at Lakeside? Yeah. If you jump onto YouTube, there's some footage about that too. So, you know, Scafie having a crack at, at the 1981 <laughs> Formula One world champion. I think, I think while Mark was trying to tell me that he didn't hit me, and I'm like, mate, you, you know, I'm not blind. My old man walks over and goes, Mark, we weren't brought down in the last shower, you know. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> And that was about it. Yeah, that sounds like Richard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the good old days of racing when we had grids of 35 and yes. stuff like that. What's really remarkable too, like when you look at that top 10 shootout, uh, Scafey, uh, so the, the first three, the first row of the grid, Mark Scafe, Stephen Johnson, then Paul Morris, Todd Kelly in a Kmart Commodore, Marcus Ambrose, Mark Larkham, Russell Ingle, Craig Lowndes in the old uh, Gibson Motorsport, the the, the Green-Eyed Monster. Green-Eyed Monster. Yeah. Yep. Uh, P9, yep. Jason Bright at HRT, and Greg Murphy in the Kmart Racing Team corner rounds out the top 10. Uh, Fair grid. Not a bad grid, is it? Fair grid to be mm. up the pointy end of Absolutely. S. Johnson. Very, very cool. Very, and, very and, cool. And, and, like, you know, we, we give him a hard time, mm. but seriously, to win that race ahead of, you know, the likes of, of Morris and Ambrose and, and that grid there, sensational effort. Well it done. wasn't the last time, or wasn't, sorry, it wasn't the first time I'd raced there in the Supercars Championship either, because I'm pretty sure it was 1998 or 1999 
that I actually subbed for dad because dad had a major sinus operation. Mm. So yeah. I actually came in and raced that, that round for him. I so was there too. In car 17? In car 17, okay. yeah. yeah. I, was, I was crewing on Tyler, Mecklem and Peter Behane's Formula Ford. There you go. There you go, back in those days. Did it, did it make the end of the race? No, it didn't make the end of the race. And I'll tell you why it didn't <laughs> what make fell the, off it? No, it, was, uh, it wasn't. It, he got hit into turn one by the who we now know as Leanne Tander. Ah. Yes. And then they went up into the scrutineer's office or whatever, and Leanne started to cry, so Tyler got a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I was there. Anyway, hello there to uh, any of the hello Tanders the if they're, uh, if they're yeah, listening at the moment. <laughs> yes, we love Leanne. She's lovely. Uh, while we're talking Tanders, Garth Katanda actually opened the Bunnings near my house. Uh, did he really? Did. Wow. There's a, there's a plaque on there. He's, imagine imagine <laughs> on how many day. sausages he had. <laughs> well, <laughs> imagine if Stephen Johnson had opened it. The oh. sausages would have been down to the it bottom of the been, bin. I'd create history. It'd be the first Bunnings that ever opened that went bankrupt from couldn't <laughs> from the sausage from bill. the sausage bill from Stephen Johnson. What's actually funny too is that because because I because I, I put that on Twitter and uh, Noons went and retweeted saying we've got to add this to his uh, Wikipedia page, and uh, GT responded with, "I think you'll find uh, there's a fair few of those around the country." <laughs> <laughs> Because GT, I believe, actually drove a Formula Ford with Bunnings on it when he was driving Formula Ford, I think. Did he? Yes. I wouldn't have thought Bunnings was around back in yeah. the late 90s. Yep. Absolutely. I've seen... Really? Yep. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure. That's a long sure. relationship. I'm pretty sure. Text in if you know that, whether whether Garth Tanner... Send him a text whether Garth Tanner had Bunnings on his Formula Ford. Mm. Oh, GT, you Probably know the number, 0433981116, if you want to get on board. But um, uh, that was our race rewind here on The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. We'll take our final break and wrap up in just a moment here on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company here on The Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Uh, I'll tell you what. The format and schedule has been released for the Truck Assist Sydney Super Sprint. Now, for supercars, the format remains the same that was used in the BP Ultimate Sydney Super Sprint last month. Last month. Why did I say last month? The last one that we just had. Um, <laughs> three 32-lap sprint races. Now, the three-part Saturday qualifying includes the Top 15 Shootout, which... You're not a fan, Nimsy? Not a fan. It just it feels why? like it goes forever. Well, it does. It's great. Yeah. If it, I'm so, nah, it's, it's a no from me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a man of so many words tonight, Nimsy. Oh, tell me about it. But uh, now, here's, this is going to be an interesting one, too. The combined Dunlop Super 2 and Super 3 fields will have two 40-minute practice sessions to get up to speed. Then They will then have a qualifying session, an 18-lap race on each day, which is, of course, the official resumption of the Dunlop Super 2 series after the five-month hiatus. Mm-hmm. This, this, is, this might sound like a stupid question, but will mm-hmm. the fact that um, you are talking earlier about how, you know, the rubber from the Super 2 and the Super 3 cars, because one's on Dunlop tyres and one's on the Kumho tyres, does that make much of a difference at all? It does mm. a little bit. It does. Yeah, a little bit, um, but not massive, unless it's a Carrera the Cup tyre. The Kumho tyre is a lot slower. Yeah. It is a lot, and it's a lot, a lot, of, a lot harder compound too. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how the two uh, different rubbers mix. Mm. Because they've usually what will happen is you'll come on um, to a you know your qualifying session or your race um, and something what, whatever was on before you um, like super utes were totally different to everything else the rubber didn't really 
do it. Actually, didn't, didn't actually put <laughs> didn't any rubber down. <laughs> um, but thank you. Yeah, but like, say if 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 you would Carrera go Cup out, does though Carrera Cup. If you would if you would come onto the track after Carrera Cup, yep. like literally, the track has got so much more grip until that starts to wear away. And then, you know, a quarter of the way, third of the way into the session, it's sort of stabilised, you know what but I mean? But doesn't, so. and, and isn't that, it's a good question, Nimsy, and it, and it's just, and there is a serious answer to it. The answer is yes and no. Mm. It depends what it is. But the Carrera Cup tyre, Carrera Cup is usually scheduled before supercars every time we go racing. It's always cup car, then straight into supercar because those two rubber compounds, for whatever reason, work. It's a Michelin tyre on the cup car. And it just works with the supercar when you when you bring that out there. I don't know what the Hoosier tyre does on our Trans Ams, Stevie J, and, mm. and your TCM car, but um, that's why you'll always see Cup car prior to a supercar session, generally. Do you reckon that the fact that there's going to be a twilight race for the Super 2 guys will make a, a fair bit of influence, considering the fact that, one... They've got a. You've got guys like Thomas Randall, Brody Kostecki, and just absolute superstars in Super Will Brown, um, all A one drivers that have done stuff in main game, and they're going to have to, you know, maybe skirt around an old FG Falcon or an. <laughs> they are driven by you know a junior burger on Camo tires. With no, very I'm little. Let's see. Probably Steve? not. No. What. Uh... No, I want to know what you say, mate. <laughs> you're sitting there, you've got your arms crossed, and you're like... Yeah, no, I'm just watching Fox Sports in the background here, the Matty John Show. Um, <laughs> no. You don't think so? No. So in low light... Uh, might, might agree. Might agree? Might agree. Well, I'll, okay, well, I say no, you say yes. We'll wait and see. Next okay, weekend. I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, on the I t- look, I'll tell you what's going to be really interesting for the Super 2 guys is they are... Let me go back one step. The schedule has been released, and it is a festival of the supercar. I mean, it is yep. absolutely sensational. If you want supercar action, just it from is a 10, plethora, 15 on Saturday, it is a plethora of that is a plethora action. of supercar action. So uh, Super 2, Super 3s, all that kind of stuff. I think it, um, the Super 2 guys and Super 3 guys are going to be really are really going to enjoy the opportunity to take a bit more of the spotlight. Um, and But I still think even with the night racing and all that kind of stuff, you're going to see the front guys in Super 2, the usual front guys in Super 2, you know, come up pretty good, the Thomas Randalls of the world and, and Will Browns and all that kind of stuff, I think. All right, so. my next question, slightly loaded. How many blue flags are we going to see during that session then? Lots. Yeah, <laughs> Lots. it's going to be full on. Yeah, and, and that's probably where there is going to be uh, where the drivers are going to need to be very switched on, Nimsy, because there will be a massive deficit between... At the end of it, there'll be a massive deficit between the Super Threes and the Super Twos, um, and it's gonna it's gonna be very challenging. I think. Will they lap them, Stevie Jody? Will the Super Two, will the um, faster Super Two lap, or depending on how many, how long are their races? Uh, uh, I think it's eighteen. Uh, sorry, eighteen laps. Eighteen laps. Eighteen laps. Would a Thomas Randall pick up? A, who's at the back end of Super Three? I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say it's gonna. Yeah, I reckon possibly. they possibly will. Okay. Because in the dark, that'll be interesting. I don't think. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's you good. know, the yeah. tires. Are, there's a bit. There is a big difference. And you, we're talking. You know, you're talking old school supercars pre car of the future. Yes. You know, not, car of the not past. just a tire thing. It's a yeah. car of the past against a car of the future against a, <laughs> you know, a Dunlop against a Kumo tire. And the Kumo tire, I think their tire rules way different. They only allowed six tires for the weekend too. Yeah. Yeah. So by the end of it, they're going to be super slow. They're going to be Ish. struggling. So yeah. I think, yeah, it's definitely going to come into play. Is there a chance that maybe, because I remember I went to a, a V8 touring cars around at Sandown when they were supporting 
uh, the TCR Australia last year, mm-hmm. and um, your old Jim Beam Falcon was there, uh, Steve, being driven around. So there could be a chance that your old car's going around. Yeah, fair, there's oh, a fair absolutely, chance. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, uh, Do you reckon it'll be crashed? Like it was in no, 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 no. I actually know. <laughs> I met the guy that owns it down at Phillip Island last year, mm-hmm. um, and he that is like his baby. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, Foley, he's he's got that car. He has restored it. Oh, not restored it. He has deliveries back to how it's cherry right. And I run it. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Are you restoring any at the moment at Team Johnson headquarters? Uh, we got a few on the on the go at the moment. So okay. yeah, we're just uh, plotting along and for Super Three coming. or Heritage Touring. No, more so for heritage, more so, not so much to race, more so for collectors that have got cars yeah, that yeah. want to just freshen them up and actually get them running and whatever else. So, Any update on the Sierra? Uh, the Sierra's away at the moment, so no, we haven't actually done any more work to it, but it is okay. getting getting Good its body uh, stripped of paint and everything else, and then when it gets back, we'll uh, we'll start to work on that. Hey, Nimsy, just a quick one. I did hear back from Garth Tander, and he did drive a Bunnings. Uh, Formula Ford, livered Formula Ford for the second half of the 1997 season. There's a memory on the line. Seriously? Well We'll send Garth a Bataki ham uh, for a chance. (laughs) Thank you, Garth. Thank you, Garth. That's very funny. So, very cool. Well done, Steve Johnson. Boy, boy, 1997. Yeah. Right. I can barely remember 2007. Holy cow, that's actually more than 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last one. How many years ago is it, Steve Johnson? 23, 22, 23. Yeah. Depending on, yeah. It is 23 because my son was born in 1997. Happy birthday, Bailey, for uh, Sunday, 23. There you age. go. Yeah. Um, one last one before we let you go, Steve. You, you led me down this garden path, uh, Maddie, talking about restoring mm-hmm. cars. The sleuth put up on his website uh, the call out to ask about the former Dick Johnson Falcon. That has been forgotten about the 1994 Bathurst 12-hour XR6 uh, yes. with um, <laughs> what happened there, Steve? Uh, Danny Osborne. Danny Osborne. Colors, Danny Osborne. Color scan. Color scan. That's yeah, it. I remember that. And and Dad and myself. Uh, that was great. We had a we had a you great did time. Right, didn't you? Absolutely. We finished with either fifth or sixth outright. Outright in one um, class. One hour class by twelve laps. By twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Strong competition, or did they all fence no, it? No, they, they were strong, but we. Or we did you have a V8 in your, in no, your no, it was an XR6? But um, we just. It, nothing went wrong for us. It was perfect. Our brake changes all day were perfect. And it wasn't just a brake change. We do. It was a whole brake and caliper combo change because obviously they're a standard road car. Too hard to do that. But yeah, we had it all sussed. And, How uh, Johnny Flash is that? So yeah. you had the full. Bean that you could just take off, yep. quick release, and put it We'd back had, on again. Yep, because obviously it was no wonder you won by twelve well. laps because there would not have been another production car up and down pit lane that would have had one piece snap on, snap off, snap off, snap on break. You just got to. That's put, full DA, DJR spec in production just, car. You just <laughs> you just got to put on the uh, on the little connection on the line, and away you yeah, go. Of course you. There you go. But uh, we actually did take it seriously. Sorry, Nimsy, we took it seriously because the, and clearly. we did the, the year before as well. We raced a TX three. Turbo laser. Oh, that would have been uh, fun a little for 24 drive. hours. Uh, it was a good little car, and Dad blew it up on lap one. <laughs> so I didn't even get to race it. He blew a turbo. Probably on, not a he, bad thing. He actually he blew a turbo at Reed Park on the first lap when it was dark and it was too cold and it overboosted. And, you know, Big Dick had too many too many beans on the throttle. And uh, that was about it. Done and dusted. Pack up. Go home. Make, sure, I, I make actually... sure that goes in the next week's highlight package. Thank you, Nimsy. That is a cracker. Big Dick had too much, too many beans on the too much beans on the throttle. That's gold. There we go. I know what to do for next week's race rewind. Uh, I can tell you absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> that is gold. But um, yeah, gold, uh, head to the V8 Sleuth website if you've got any information about that car because I know he's very keen to find out what happened to it. Mm. But um, uh, that about wraps up another big edition of the driver's seat. Before we go, one off the speckle very quickly. Supercars, you have to put this on free-to-air. Not everyone has access to KO or Fox. You're leaving behind loyal fans. We had to get one, didn't we? Correct. Mm. Oh, well. Correct. <laughs> and you're right. They do. Hopefully, it'll happen very soon. Yeah, fingers... Announcement soon, I believe. Fingers crossed. There you go. Yeah. Maybe we'll have more news about that next week. But uh, that has been another big edition of The Driver's Seat. A big thank you to Andrew Van Leeuwen for joining us. If you want to hear his chat, it's on the app as we speak. So head to the Google Play Store or the App Store, download it. Matt, Steve, it's been a pleasure. Let's do it again next week. Thanks, bro. Great work, Nimsy, as always. Let's come back next week like Alonzo. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.